everyone. Welcome back to It Had to Be Said with Venus and your co-host, Christopher Stolle. What's up, people? What's up? Today we brought in one of our fans for our guest host. Um, this man has probably had more sex with the hottest women ever than any other man I could ever think of. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, Mr. C. Hey, how you doing, Venus and Chris? Now I understand Good. the anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's got quite an interesting story, and and I kid you not, he has been with the absolute most hottest supermodel type women you could ever imagine, and that is no joke. Um, so, Mister C, you want to tell us a bit about that? Well, let me go back in time <laughs> because. Okay. Going, what you're saying, it doesn't make sense, but but let's go back in time. Um, I've uh, been with a lot of uh, uh, women, um, professionals, and um, going back from when I was 16 years old. So I spent a lot of money, and a few of my friends and I try to figure out how much money I've spent from day one to, to now, and we we're over three hundred thousand dollars. Um. So with that being said, I've been with a lot of women professionals. Um, out of all the professionals, I would say maybe one uh, percent have non been professionals. So I, I don't know. You you tell me where we're going to go from there, uh, uh, Venus. Well, I mean, the first question that comes to my mind is, like, uh, since we're starting at the beginning, like, how did this start? Like, were you just a good-looking kid that was able to, like, you know, uh, bang the uh, head of the cheerleading squad or, or the hottest girls in school, and that kind of led towards, I wonder if I can get supermodels? I mean, like, how, how, did, how did even the trend of, of tar I hate to use this term because it makes it sound, make you sound like a se sexual predator, but for lack of a better term here, target such such high lofty targets great question glad you asked that chris um the thing is when i was younger i i was a uh, high school athlete um mvp football mvp wrestling um but uh i never really clicked with uh women on my level um so my first sexual encounter was with an escort at the age of 17. Um, I thought it was terrific. Uh, I gave her money. <laughs> she took care of my needs. And no questions asked. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Chris just caught on to what you were referring to just now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. For our... For our viewers, I, I think what we would call Mr. C is a professional customer of the sex trade. I get it. I get it now. <laughs> so, so that that really that when you said like when when Venus had said like supermodels and stuff, I'm thinking like fashion magazine people. I I wasn't thinking uh, ladies of the night. <laughs> oh, you know what, Chris? I'll be honest with you. Uh, a lot of the ladies of the night I've been with supersedes any supermodels you've seen on, on, on TV. Oh, I, I know they're out there. I mean, not where I'm from. <laughs> you see you see the ladies of the night in Philadelphia. Most of them look like, you know, uh, have you ever played the ga uh, game, video game series Fallout? 
<laughs> but you, you but can pretty with, much but guess. With that being said, Chris, I'll be 100% honest with you. I agree with you what you're saying, but I'll go on the other end. There are so many drop-dead gorgeous women out there that are um, professionals um, that, uh, you know, that I was lucky enough to pay for. Um, and, and, they, and, and to be, to be fair, they don't see everyone they see either. And I was lucky enough to see some of them, but yeah, uh, I, so I'll put some things in a context here. Um, I've been to 150 different strip clubs in my life. Um, I've been with over easily over a thousand, uh, professionals in my life. Um, and that's not including the things I do in my regular time. So I don't know if, what else you want to ask, but I'm here for you guys. Open book. Well, I'm I, not afraid of anything. Well, I, I, I got to start. Like when, you, when you're saying professionals, like let, let's, let's put in a context. We're not talking about the girl on the street corner that, you know, 20 bucks for anything you need. You're, you're talking like higher end women. Yes. You know, I've been with. Uh, Girls in Northern Ontario, I don't know if this is going to wrap me out or anything, but I'm from Ontario, Northern Ontario. I've been with girls on the street, uh, uh, street girls uh, from Northern Ontario. Um, I've been with girls from, uh, street girls from Toronto who are, wow. Uh, quick story, I seen a girl downtown Toronto uh, back in my early 20s. She's wearing, I, I, I have a dictionary of thigh-high boots. I seen a girl with red thigh-high boots. There was a cop, maybe, maybe 100 feet of forever. I stopped and picked her up because she was that gorgeous. <laughs> so I've, I've been with a lot, uh, and uh, doesn't matter if it's a street girl or a high-end. Yes, I've been with them all. Well, I, I got to be fair here. I mean, uh from my limited experience with with Canadian uh, Canadian females, most that I've seen are drop dead gorgeous. Anyway, I mean, shit. Look at our look at our host. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh don't preach to the choir. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that that that's amazing to me. Like like, it, and it, this all stemmed from your first experience with an escort. Yes. Oh, Mister C has has been to like Europe. And has seen women in Europe as well. So, um, my 150. You know what? Uh, I'm sorry, Venus, but uh, I hate to cut you off. So let, let, let's just scream where my uh, my <laughs> scene has spread, if you want to say. But I've been to South America, Europe, um, and I've been to every kind of strip club brothel you could think of. Um, I picked up every kind of woman from street to high-end brothels. Um, speaking of my buddies, we try to uh, calculate how much I spent um, year to date. I'm over three hundred thousand dollars in uh, in money I spent on girl on ladies. And the the overall appeal that- the overall appeal more than anything else is the fact that like you know they they cater to your needs and then be on their way there's no relationship attachments no clinginess no or or have you dealt with that with some of them maybe some of the professionals found you to be the one i, I don't know you know, 
You know what? Great question, Chris. Wow. You, you, you're amazing with asking questions, but um, <laughs> you are, you, you're not wrong. Like, you know what? Um, over the years, um, I, I'll, I'll describe myself to everyone here. So everyone's listening. I'm, uh, I'm an average looking guy. I look like you're um, Hell's Angel type of guy. I have a long goatee, shaved head. Um, I look like a bad a badass, okay. but far from it. I'm I have a very uh, decent job. I make good money. I've always made good money. I've always had um, high management level jobs. Um, the intrigue with me with women is starting from when I. I'll call it when I was 16, is that I was turned down once in my high school from a girl I really liked. Um, I asked her out. She said no because she wanted to go with a hockey player, which I was a football player. It hurt, and I never liked it, and so therefore I never wanted it to happen again. So I started my uh, road down the professional um, route. And I, I, I want people that are listening to understand this, like in no way, shape or form are, are Venus and I down on this. I mean, I've I've made this as a joke on numerous of our shows, but I've always compared dating to prostitution anyway. The only difference is, is, you know, after the money spent uh, with a with a hooker, you know how the night's going to end. <laughs> Where dating, you're, you're still kind of playing the odds. You spend the same amount of money mm-hmm. and you may you may walk away with nothing more than a hug and a kiss on the cheek. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, to me, dating has always been legalized prostitution anyway. But, I mean, it, it's just amazing to me. Like, you you aren't out looking for love. You're just out looking. You're not looking for Mrs. Right. You're looking for Mrs. Right now. You know, you're, you're totally right, Chris. And I'll, and I'll tell you this. Um, going forward, I, I could, uh, and, you know, this whole podcast is on being um quiet and professional but you know what i can name you a few girls that are professional that are still close personal friends of mine that we've met it it, it went from you know what having sex on a regular basis which i'm paying of course right because that's what we're doing to being good friends and it's the biggest thing i've always said i always wanted to write a book i'm gonna be honest with you is the gentleman's guide to gentlemen's clubs etiquette because if you show the women doesn't matter if if they're a professional or not they're still a woman and they still need respect and i always truly show them respect i will stand when i meet you i will give you my name i will give the ultimate courtesy and that's why i still have some of these girls that may have been um, escorts, dancers that may retire, but they're still my friends because I gave them the respect that they deserve because they are people. Well, see, that, that, that's, that's going to lead into the, 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 the questions I was going to ask. Um, you know, some, some of the darker sides, maybe stereotypes of, of professional women, uh, mm-hmm. things like worrying about diseases, protection, uh, violence you know the the being robbed by one of their pimps or you know Mm -hmm. what handlers whatever you know what kind of situations have you found yourself in with with that aspect and and how have you protected yourself or learned from it 
Wow. I'm going to say this again, Chris. <laughs> you should be on CNN because you're <laughs> great question. No, I'd, I'd rather give the real news. <laughs> Fair enough. But to answer some of those questions there, you know what? I'm not, I have, even though I consider myself a professional in the professional industry, I have, I've fallen to um, scams and frauds. I'll be the first one to admit it. And when I do, I will practice it to other people that I know that are interested in the things that I do. I tell them. Um, one of the things I look for when I, and it's not 100%, it's not a science, Chris, or right. Venus. But okay. um, Explain. when I'm seeing an escort, a professional, a dancer, I try not, the biggest thing is I want to see them being independent. If I do not, and I'm not stereotyping, so please don't stereotype me. 99% of the time, I will never see an Asian woman or Eastern European because a lot of those times, those are sex trafficked. I try to see independent women. They say in their ads, independent. And when I do see them, if I do see any signs of um, sexual trafficking, I will contact the police. Let's put that straight out there right now. I'm in the forefront for the women to be safe. My needs are secondary to their safety. Okay. So let me put that out there right now. Right. Has uh, that ever happened? Like a situation where you have needed to contact the authorities or anything? Great question, Venus. Um, that's twice it's happened. One time was in Dominican Republic where I was robbed in a um, area that, to be honestly, if it wasn't for who what I look like, I'd be dead right now. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I was robbed. Money was taken from me. I was drunk. Um, and the second time, there wasn't a, a time when I went to a hotel room. It was in, uh, if I can I say, I'll tell the city. It's London, Ontario. Okay. Um, went to a, uh, um, a hotel room, and when I went there, um, walked in and it was not what I expected. And I walked out. I did call the police, but I do not know what happened after that. And I'll be honest with you guys. Well, what kind of situation was it in that like raised, like that made you walk out so quickly? So uh, great question, Venus. Um, It is hard for me to talk about because um, this is the first time that I've seen it. And like I, I mentioned to you, I've been around a long time. Walked in, I seen this lady. Um, her ad was, you know, Canadian, um, blonde, uh, independent. So when I see independent, I kind of go towards that. But when I walked in, I seen bruises on her shoulders and on her thighs. And I oh. walked in, I said, um, everything okay in this room? And she goes, yeah. I said, well, I don't, you don't look okay. And she looked uh, frazzled, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she said, no, everything is fine. It just didn't click with me. Um, I walked out and I did call uh, 911. And once again, I don't know what happened from it because as a 911 caller I was they didn't ask my name and I didn't give it but anyways that did happen and I, I it frazzled me a lot in, wow. in in those situations did you do, uh, did you question 
I, again, I hate using this phrase, but for lack of better phrase, did you question your lifestyle at those points where it's like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or like what, what went through your mind more? Obviously it wasn't, well, let me, let me try one of the other ads. It was more, well, you know, what was it that went through your mind? Like, should I be doing more to help these girls? Should I be living this style of life? Like what, what went through your mind in those situations? Chris, great question again. Once again, CNN would be honored for you, but um, <laughs> the you know what? I've never questioned my lifestyle. Um, the thing is, with the situation, I you know I'm far from perfect. I kind of figure when I see ads on, uh, I'm not allowed. To, I'm not going to mention the websites, but the websites that I I do see them on. I, I thought I'm a pretty good character by judging the pictures, uh, the ads, and if they are real or are they trafficked. I'm pretty sh- good at that. I thought I was. So with your question is, I never thought about changing my my my, my lifestyle, but um, it really made, made me think that I will never put a girl in jeopardy, and if it is, I will call the police, and if I get in shit for it, I'm sorry for part using that kind of language. That's fine. <laughs> I will take it. I will, I will take it. So I don't know if that helped that answers your question, but that's the way I, I look at it. No, no, it's, it's definitely fine for my question. For my question, um, see, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm fascinated by this because, like, I, I'm one of those people. I guess, I guess, I lived by the uh, by the stigma of the working girl. Like, obviously, I know they're human beings, and like, you know. If a girl came up to my car in the rain and asked twenty dollars for anything I wanted, I would give her twenty bucks and tell her to go get a meal. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't want to be intimate with that person uh, because of you know. To to me, it just it, I guess upbringing or whatever programming. It's like nah, not my style. But I, I still would try to help person out you know what i mean in some way shape or form so i mean this is fascinating to me and and it raises so many different questions that that i have and i don't want to take over venus's show here it's her show i'm sure she's got plenty of questions too it's fine it's all our questions chris it's all our shows so ask any question you want i i don't know if i can answer by me just telling you my stories, but if you have questions you want to answer, I'll answer anything 100% honestly. So go ahead. Well, I think I think I got three questions be- before like I mute my mic and let Venus have her show. Um, okay. And, and I can I can rapid fire them, and you can answer them however you want. Um, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is the book you were talking about. I think that's a that's an excellent idea because there are a lot of people who seek the comfort of of a professional girl, whether it's a street walker or somebody in an ad. You know, so I think I think tips and 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 I don't want to use the term tricks, but you know, tips and guidelines. Oh, that's a nice title, <laughs> tips and tricks. Uh, but you know, <laughs> not tip, bad. Tips and guidelines. My royalties are gone now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to 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 help in that in that field might be a, a smart thing. Um, it's just something you've seriously considered looking into. Question two is uh you were talking about how like you you know you're, you're pretty good at picking at the ads and all that in this day and age people get scammed all the time uh on facebook by people claiming to be friends of people or whatever or somebody you thought was interesting and it turns out they're you know 
just trying to either get you to some website or or the scammers out there just are you pretty good at those as well and then number three the final question i'll throw out there is has this led to aspirations to something else like maybe i don't know film industry where you could get paid to do what you're doing great questions chris i want to start with the answer question number one i believe uh well, let me start off the, the last one because I can remember that one easiest. Okay. Uh, no, um, it's no film aspirations. Um, if someone offered me money I, to do a film, I would. But one of the things I've done is, to, especially in this COVID-19 world, is that I am renting out, and I'm not going to give no numbers or anything else, but uh, silicone sex dolls. Um, to help out people in this so they don't have to go to see real people. Um, right. <laughs> it's just that I, I, I think of this climate, I think that it's going to help out. Um, so I have no aspirations for film or anything else. It's nothing to do with that. It's just, it's a way I've always been in my life is that um, the professional girls, the working girls have always enticed to me. Um, like I said, my memory's short. So what was your second question again, Chris? The second question was about like uh, the digital age of, of advertising where people have gotten scammed on things like Facebook and Twitter for something they Great. thought was real or, or may even been a professional but turned out to be like, you know, a scam yeah. in some way. True. Fair enough. You know what? I'm a, I, I consider myself a professional, Chris and Venus, from the years, years of experience I've had. Have I felt victim? Yes, I have. Um, there is bait and switch out there. Um, I, once again, I don't want to be stereotypical, but when you see ads in uh, the ad places that are advertising the sex trade, I'm not going to mention those because I'm not promoting it. Right. Um, when you see a lot of the Asians and Eastern Europeans, in my opinion, once again, my opinion, 90% of that is bait and switch. So you're not getting what you're paid for. So what bait and switch? Um, can so you explain bait that a little switch, bit better? So sorry, I, uh, once again, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I should explain. So bait and switch is when you see a picture of uh, Julia Roberts, not so much, someone similar to Julia Roberts, but when you, sh when you show up, you see me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's a total... A night and day kind of thing, or one, okay. of, or one of those things that that I've uh, I've known people that have felt fallen for is, uh, you know, they 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 looked for like a video chat, and they want to do naughty things on the video chat, and they're doing naughty things on the video chat, and they want you to turn on your camera and do naughty things on the video chat. So mm -hmm. you turn on your camera, you do naughty things, you show naughty things. And then all of a sudden they're scamming you for money because they have your shit recorded and want to share it to everybody that you know or work for and stuff like that. They they basically blackmail you. you That's know, right. There there are a lot of bait and switch uh, type scenarios out there. Most of the time it's easily avoidable on places like Facebook by not accepting friend requests by people you don't know. Yes. <laughs> but... That, that's that's what I was meaning is is scenarios like that. Uh, with that you know, question. Chris, 
and you're great on that one because also I'll add to that because there's the phone sex lines too, which I, you know what, there's not an avenue of sex I haven't tried. Uh, phone sex is another one of them I've done. Um, and going on the bait and switch uh, there as well is that, you know, there are, you have to be careful. I don't give out anything with your face, your name, or anything else like that. Because even the fact, uh, the phone sex, where you think it's secure, it's not. So once again, wherever you can, don't put your junk online. That's the bottom line, I guess, <laughs> my opinion. Uh, too late for that. <laughs> yeah, true. I know, I know. I'm a few years too late on that, Chris, but... Uh, <laughs> I, but uh, bottom line is there's the bait and switches is in every aspect of the sex trade industry. So whenever a girl in, and nowadays uh, I will give my two cents here, if you guys don't mind, go ahead. No, if online where you get in the, um, the advertisements are from, doesn't matter what website or wherever, if they're asking you to do a, um, money deposit don't because it is a scam if you're asked if they're asking you to give you money ahead of time it's a scam so please don't mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to meet a professional you meet them up in person you give your money in person do not e-transfer money because it is a scam i'd like to say that i was gonna is say this from experience you know <laughs> I will speak from experience. Yes, uh, Venus, thank you. Um, I have in the past uh, E-Trans, and I, I, I kind of knew it was going to be a scam, but I said, you know what? For 50 bucks, I'm going to try. Um, it was a scam. Um, I spoke to other people that I've known that have worked in the, uh, have done uh, what I do. Um, they fell for the same victim. Um and I've spoken to professionals who have actually told me that if a professional is asking you for money ahead of time, it is a scam. So let do not e-transfer money. Unless it's a regular and you can trust her, do not e-transfer money. Word, words live by. I've I've always stated yeah. that on anything on, on, on internet anyway. Anything that requires a credit card number. I'm not even talking sex trade, just in general. Anything that requires a credit card number and it's not a something that you are intimately familiar with, do not give it. Exactly. Thank you, know. you Chris. For, yeah. You're, but, you're totally right. Do not give money. You know, because how many, how many sites, not even, again, not even sex sites, how many sites is like, well, to verify your age, give us your credit card number. <laughs> or a credit card, a credit oh, card for like they don't ask for CCV or expiration, but they want to know that you are old enough to have a credit card. I won't give it. Like I don't care. It could be something that would save my my child support debt, and I will not give it because you, you never know. Unless mm-hmm. it's something that is reputable, like you know, like I first thing that comes to mind because it's in my field of view right now. You know, my Xbox Live account. Sure, I'll give my credit card to that to pay the bill because I know it. It's Xbox, it's Microsoft, but mm-hmm. you trust, know, it's, well, trusted for the most part, right? But you know, uh, Joe Smo's uh, divorce lawyer, yeah, I don't know shit about you. You ain't getting shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's just yeah. just words to live by. See, I've actually come across 
<clears throat> some ads on Facebook. <clears throat> and even for Facebook, when you see these ads, like, you should always read the comments and check out when the pages were made. Like, if they were made a month ago and they're like, oh, we sell this and we sell that, they're full of shit. <laughs> Unless you see a thousand comments saying, wow, I actually got what I purchased and stuff like that, then don't trust it. And I got scammed once by Facebook, one time in my entire life, and never again. And I've actually purchased quite a few things off Facebook, um, like their ads that they run, and, and I was actually impressed. So, yeah, always use protection, <laughs> and your protection for these type of things would be to check out the reviews and, like, their credibility beforehand. Hey, you're not wrong, because, like, uh, with me running this company, uh, a lot of a lot of what we do for podcasting for promotion is through social media, through Twitter, through oh. Facebook, and and the like. And I get friend requests all the time from just made up accounts, and I've gotten scammed by it before. Where you know I'm thinking, like, well, we got viewerships, we got new people wanting to be involved with uh, with with what's going on, and especially recently. I have been secretly with breaking the fourth wall with doing the interviews. I've been doing a lot of celebrity interviews, but I wanted to dig deeper into regular people. And it's kind of ironic that you brought this one to my attention today because uh, I have been searching for professional workers and porn stars to interview. So far, have had no luck or success <laughs> in, in, that, in that field, but uh, I have been searching for that, and you would be amazed what comes out of the woodwork digitally from from that. Um, so, I, I can imagine. So yeah, that like uh, like Venus was saying, like even a friend request, if if the, if you check before you accept the friend request, check their friends list. See, especially if it says it has mutual friends. You know, check the friends list. Make sure it's people you actually know, not people of people of people, you know. Second off, if their profile picture and and uh, and uh, the, the cover art picture were uploaded today and that's all they have on their timeline. Uh-uh. <laughs> they're professionally taken. They're professionally taken. I'd be very wary of them. Um, also another sign is to look out for is you want to avoid the ones that say, follow me on this cam site. <laughs> Obviously that's a no go. And yeah. So, yeah, but getting, getting back to our guest, Mr. C here. Yes. <laughs> what about this book? Cause we're all interested now. What about this book? Yeah. Is this something <laughs> you're, you're, you're uh, actively pursuing? Not at this moment. It just for the simple fact it, it takes a lot of time. I, I do have a lot of information. I want to give it out to the people, but at this time, no. But I want to do something like this. Um, and you know, and I thank for Venus for um, asking me to do this because I want to give my information out because I think it's a, an important message. Um, you know, a lot of people. Um, look at the professional working girl as a not an important person. I think they provide a great service. Um, they help out a lot of people um, that have sexual, uh, I'm not going to get into psychology or anything else like that, but sexual needs. Um, if, if you don't mind, I'll, you know, I'll explain one of mine. You know, when I get a little bit horny, 
Um, sometimes I think it's about transsexuals. I've been with transsexuals um, where I've been horny enough that I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't want to go see a guy. But I will go see a, a transsexual. Um, now, to, so be, I'll pay to, be, to, to, to be clear about the transsexual fixation or fetish, we are yeah. talking a trans person, not somebody who's a cross-dresser. You know what? Um, I, I, I've been with a cross-dresser. I've been with a transsexual. I've been with a lot of the different genres in there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's just that when I'm horny enough, I'm like, okay, you know what? It doesn't matter. I've also been into the fact that um, I paid a uh, a professional dominatrix to to make me do force buy on a guy, you know, oral. There, there's so many different, but once again, you should not be pigeonholed or whatnot because sex is sex. There are people out there to help you out with that, so don't put them in that genre as someone not to help you. They're Maybe I'm being that guy saying they're there to help you. But, yeah, I believe a lot of the professional women out there can help you with your fetishes and your needs. It's certainly a healthier way than, than, than you know, uh, some people who usually have, and I'm not saying yours are, um, but uh, more obscure fetishes that they mm -hmm. can't find that need in a normal person, so they go out and rape or harm. So yeah, it's definitely yes. a better way to, to, to handle the situation is uh, every kink, every kink has a person who's into it. So, I mean, you, you know, know, find the right person, you know, you know, and you're totally right, Chris. And, and I'll say this, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on, on here, but I know um, I'll go back to the phone sex lines back in the day, years ago. Oh, I'm talking about maybe 15 years ago. I remember um, talking to a, uh, phone sex operator, um, great girl. We actually became friends. Um, so we talked after the sessions and whatnot, but the, one of the biggest things is, and she did call the police or they, in that case, the FBI, cause she was American and it was in California, but that guys had, um, pedophilia aspirations. If she felt that it went too far, she'd call the FBI um, you know, you, you need an outlet. Some people need an outlet, whatnot. But at the same time, these girls have to protect themselves and everybody else. You know, I, I congratulate her for doing that as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, understand, you know, she, understand, uh, in, she, in this show for realm of the mist in general, not to interrupt you, Mr. C, uh, for this show in realm of the mist in general, although we are open to all forms of discussion and we are, especially in this type of uh, conversation, we're open to all formats of sexuality, but to Realm of the Mist Entertainment, pedophilia is not a sexuality. Pedophilia is a disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that's one thing that we will not discuss on this show. Yeah. At least not in a positive light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to bring that up, but I, I do apologize for that, but I just like I said, you know, there is things that we, we should not be doing and there's people that need to stop it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that being probably one of the only ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides eating babies and drinking their blood and adren adrenochrome and all that other stuff. Yeah. You pedophiles need to get, stop it. <laughs> so 
Where are we at now? <laughs> well, that now now the floor, uh, ironically, on the show, the floor is yours. I have I've run out of questions for now. <laughs> you have. I, I think everyone's listening to this right now and just thinking like, wow, Mister C, like you are the man, just like living the fucking daydream of every man. I mean, hot women, sex as you please, whatever kind of sex you can imagine, I guess. Like, h- how do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, like, do, do, like as compared to, to normal men, I mean, w- like, I think they have every reason to be jealous of you at this point. Because I could just picture boys, like, boys, okay, like, early 20-year-old men sitting there and going, like, wow, like, I aspire to be like this man. Um, <laughs> you're, t- you're talking 20-year-olds. I'm 43 years old, and you know what? I still fear rejection and stuff uh whenever i try to approach a a woman in any way shape or form i mean it's it's a universal thing and i'm sure it's not just men i mean there's like like uh mr c said he he does have aspirations for uh other than heterosexual relationship so i mean he he's kind of living the dream for not just heterosexual males but women transgender gays <laughs> he's kind. He's kind of got the whole thing going for him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like you, you, you love knows no boundaries. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, um, is, is there anything you would have? Any advice you have for for men that may be thinking about taking the route that you so easily walk down? You know what, Venus? That's a great question, Chris. Uh, once again. Good on you for asking questions. I try. <laughs> the thing is, if I I don't want it to sound like um, I don't know, and I don't know what to say. But you guys are asking great questions, and all I have to say is for the people out there. You know what? If you're going to do something safely, and you you're hesitant, you know what? There are professionals out there going to help you out, and I think they're there to help you if you need it. I'm in my late 40s. I've been with thousands of professionals. I spent a lot of money. The money is not an issue because I don't care about that. And that's not because I'm wealth. I'm not. But guys and girls, please do things safely and honorably. There are people that are going to help you. I, I don't want to sound like a cliche. I don't want to sound like a douchebag, but please, people, if you're going to do something, you have a, you have a question. There are people that are going to help you. Look, yeah. you, you know, maybe that's, I don't know if I'm, I'm answering the questions, but that's my thought on that. I don't know. Well, like you said, like you said, there's people out there to to help you. How do you find those particular ones, and not just the ones that are out for a paycheck, or or like like we discussed earlier, the ones that are uh, kind of there against their will in a, in a way. Unfortunately, Chris, that is a trial by error because there's no science to it. Um, you have to know what you look for. Maybe that word, uh, be, be doing a website or a book will help out because, but there is no science right now behind it. When you look at it, an ad on 
MrC.com or or blog.com <laughs> that you you can you can pick out that there's nothing that's going to tell you. Maybe there's needs to be more education because you know maybe the government. Let me throw in the governments here for a second. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the internet loves the government conspiracies. Maybe the governments need to start saying, you know what, guys, you know, uh, if, if it doesn't have this criteria, you cannot say it. Um, therefore, then it's not true. I don't know, folks. But at the end of the day, you have to do things safely. And you have to use common sense. And I, and I, and I know truly nowadays people don't have a common sense. And I, I do apologize for that, but they don't. Um, you need, I don't know, I, I do apologize, that's maybe, uh, sorry. Well, no, but, but but to dig deeper into the protecting yourself uh, statement, like uh, recommendations that you would that you would give people who were doing this, like obviously wear a condom is, is number yeah. one high priority. But I mean, like uh, what other type of precautions could somebody take with a working person that maybe it's their first time with or or whether it's the first time with that particular working person or it's the first time in general? What are some of the recommendations you would give somebody on their first time to to protect themselves okay so a great question chris uh, thanks for asking that because that makes me think on a whole lot different level because like i can tell you what i do on a regular basis it's not gonna do what anyone else does right right so great question so basically let's start from the beginning if they're gonna ask for money up front stay away if you do go to the uh, area, you do make an, a date with the um, male or female or whatever you're, you're, you're choosing to do. Um, one of the things I look for is the location they're in. If it's in a really low seed area, low seed, I mean, you know, low, not a sketchy area. I mean, a sketchy area, don't right. go. Um, if it's in a, a hotel, which is a decent hotel, you get the room number, verify that room number. Um, so a lot of the, uh, professionals, well, when you show up to the, um, hotel that they're working out of, they'll give you the hotel number there. What I, what I do is also when they give you the room number, I will call that hotel and ask for that room number, see if they answer. Okay. Um, it's a little bit extra work on your part, but then again, you're not going to get into the position where you don't want to be in. Right. Mm-hmm. Second thing, another thing I look for when I go into a room and I, okay, so let's, let's verify it. Um, I, I, I've checked out the room. They answered. Everything is copacetic so far. I get to the room. I get into the room and I look and I see a pair of men's shoes. And it's a woman I'm supposed to be seeing. It puts my hairs on the neck and I step out. Um, because there again, that could be what you call the badger, where uh, you're going to see a girl and the guy comes out and robs you. So when right. I see paraphernalia in a room, I kind of back off as well. There's another thing I look for. Um you know, 
as well as when I'm, those are the biggest things that I'm looking for getting out. I'm just trying to think ahead of time, like what else I can say, but those things are big time for me when I go, I don't know the, the nuances to give to the common person that will go to a professional, but that's what I can tell you as a big look. See, does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. So I have a question. So yeah. if we could get a little more personal. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your most memorable experiences? She's right on the same uh, wavelength I am. I was about to ask you uh, <laughs> one of, with a happy ending, obviously, but like uh, one of the more peculiar situations you find yourself in. <laughs> so it kind of goes coincide with. <laughs> I'm going to bring up two different ones right now. Uh, one is uh, a very personal one to me, which um, means a lot to me is that I remember seeing this one uh, lady. Um, it was in the morning. <laughs> I went to, uh, I, I texted her, I said, hey, are you, are you seeing anyone? Yep, 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 yep. She met me at the hotel. She met me outside the room, make sure that I was who I said I was. So you know what? I knew right away I was meeting with a professional that she knew her own safety. Right. We went in to the hotel uh, room. We did our business. Um, six hours later, I called her back. <laughs> I want to come and see you again. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> she goes, but you already, she goes, you already seen me once here. I want to come and see you at your place because, well, once again, doesn't want discretion, right? Right. Um, so she came to see me at my place. Um, and I'll tell you something. Um, that lady um, has become a very good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, she is fantastic. This is going over eight years ago. And I still talk to her to this day, not in the uh, professional aspect, but as a personal friend. She's retired from the industry. Fantastic girl. That is one of the most memorable uh, incidents I've ever had. And I'll go with another one where the exact opposite, where I should know better, where I shouldn't, I should have taken my advice. I was in Dominican Republic yeah. drinking. I was drinking, and my buddy and I went to the strip club in uh, Dominican. Uh, um, I was so enthralled by sitting at the bar at the strip club talking to these two American fire captains in New York about 911. I didn't care about the women. <laughs> anyway, long story short, we talked. My buddy went. He had his fun with the Dominican girl. He left. He comes back. Goes, let's go back to the resort. I said, okay. When we get to the resort, I realized I'm like, shit. Part of my language. Um, I didn't get any action. So I leave the resort, go back to this strip club. Meanwhile, I find this guy on a donkey who's going to give me a ride back to the, to the strip club. I said, well, you can't give me a ride on a donkey. He's like, 
He pulls me into this little area. He hops on this motorbike. I get on the back of the motorbike. We go to the strip club. I go get my rocks off. Now, I'm drunk, having a great time. He's like, hey, do you still want to party? And of course I want to party. I'm Canadian. <laughs> he takes me to this place. I still, well, I do know where it is to this day because I ran into it. After. Anyways, he takes me to this bar. He goes, whatever you want. Your beer is free. Just pay me afterwards. If any girl you want in here, just take her. Blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I see this hot girl. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I like that one. She's like, okay. So she grabs me, takes me down these back stairs in the back of the bush. Anyways, long story short, I leave. I say, okay, I'm ready to go back to the resort. I give him money. Next morning, I wake up with and my buddy and I go down to the beach. I said, well, let's go do this. I go, I'll count my money. I'm $800 short. Oh. They were smart. They didn't take all my money. But when I got there, they, uh, when, I, when I got off the, uh, the bike at my resort, he asked for money. And I said, how much do you want to pay? I gave him what he, he asked. But when I was in that room, it was dark. They had no lights. Someone took my money out of my pocket. I called it the drunk monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, they took money out of my pocket that I wouldn't realize it. And the time I got back to my apartment, I paid the guy. So anyways, and then they, I, I lost $1,000 that night. So True. there's two extremes. One that I met a really nice girl that we're still friends to this day. And I appreciate everything she does. And secondly, here's another opposite. opposite. Where I lost a thousand dollars, where I should know better, and I lost it. I don't know. I, does that answer your questions, Venus? Yes, yes. <laughs> Those are sound like definite memorable experiences to me. <laughs> I have a follow up. Uh, your Go ahead. Your, your friend, the the one that uh, that started out as a as a professional service and and has become a good friend, even though she's retired, is she still providing you service? No. No, she she's completely retired. So you you guys have, have lost that aspect of the relationship, but you gained a friendship from it afterwards. You you bet you, uh, Chris. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, it, and and it's magnificent what we're doing now. Our friendship. Oh, that sounds so sweet. That is. Now. <laughs> On the opposite end of the coin here, um, have you obviously like with her? You've 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 gained a relationship. What about some of the other girls? Even even the ones that were uh, one time things, like during the the obviously you're there for one particular reason, but has has conversations come up? Like how how many of them have you gotten to know why they even got into that field of work? Because of course the the stigma to to. Uh, to uh, prostitution, of course, is that most women go into that, or even the dancing fields, and I'm sure some guys too, but it's primarily women you hear about, because of not-so-great situations, whether they really need the money or they were abused, sexually abused as children, or you've heard the horror stories. I don't need to repeat them. But, I mean, how many of them have you gotten to know in that aspect where it's like maybe it's not so much that? That's a great question again, Chris. Okay, you're going to be both. I'm going to call you Barbara Walters because you're doing a great job. <laughs> um, but, you know, if I may say honestly, 
I'll talk about, I'll start off with Dan, talking about the uh, private dances I met with in the over 150 clubs I've been with. The girls I met there, you know, some have been in that situation, like I said, they were forced in. Um, those ones, a lot of times you can't help them. Um, the ones that are not in that relationship that they're doing it for a, there's a lot of them do it for school and for their kids and whatnot. I'm not going to, that is true. Um, a lot of those girls um, are doing it. And, you know, you got to, you can generally see them the way they talk. You can tell when they're talking to you about their children, or they're talking about what they want aspirations. You can tell. Right. From the, that's from my experience. When I talk about the girls, uh, the escorts, the professionals, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to say that everyone I've been with has not been involved in a human trafficking ring or in that situation. I would like to say I'm pretty good judge of character. I'm not. I would say I'd like to say 100%, but I can't be. But I can guarantee you that I try my best to see past what I'm getting into and helping them out wherever I can. And I've helped out, I know a couple at least. I'm not saying I've helped out a lot. I've helped out maybe four or five out of all the ones I've seen. It's not a lot, but I try to do my best. I, I, I don't know if that answers your questions or not, but, you know, it, it's a rough industry. And it kind of, it kind of does, but I, I was, I was interested in like how many life stories, even from like the, the, the one timers that maybe you gotten to where it's like, Oh, this is really something they wanted to do. Or, you know, I, I guess you can kind of say, I'm trying to look for a, uh, to shine a light on the industry where most people have the stigma of it's the broken home woman who who was battered and abused and and now has nowhere else to go type type scenarios that that you usually associate with people in in the adult sex industries so i wanted to be there yeah you know okay to be honest with you i can't answer that question with uh, with all the ones I've been with, I could say um, I could count on I could say at least 70, 80 of them probably didn't. I would like to say all of them are in that situation. Right. But without knowing 100% sure because there, there is a huge industry in sex trafficking, I can't be 100% sure. It's over 100 it's over a billion dollar your industry i can't be on the safe side and say well all the girls i've been to is not involved in that i wish i could say you know i i know when i was in ecuador um going to the chongos in ecuador which are brought legalized brothels you pay three dollars to get in twenty dollars to the girl american uh five bucks to the maid that's looking after the rooms upstairs and you tip the girl, whatever the bottom line is what I looked at when I was there 
was who was a girl looking at if she was hanging around with people before I seen her that I wouldn't go near because I figured she has a pimp and whatnot. I'm not saying I'm 100% that I, every girl I've been with has not been with a pimp. I guarantee you that's not true, but I do my best to try not to find a girl that was a pimp and she's doing it because she wants to, and she wants to make the money for her family or whatever she's doing it for. Right. Um, I don't know if that answers any questions either. No, no, that that that's fine. I, I, I obviously I knew you couldn't speak for the the industry at large. I was meaning from your own personal experiences, mm-hmm. you know. So, <laughs> but that 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 works out fine. Um, yeah. Venus, anything from you? Because I I have another one forming, but I'm trying to figure out the best way to to, to word it. So go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I'm still just waiting for this book. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'll be the first customer to actually buy this book when it comes out. I, I'm, it sounds pretty exciting, and especially here, like we see shows all the time, like after porn, and you know we have porn stars Instagrams and Snapchats, and we can see what they're doing in their lives and stuff and whatnot, but. From a from a customer's point of view, it's pretty refreshing. Um, that brings up a, a very interesting uh, point, Venus. Uh, if if you were able to do this book, how what kind of format would you do it? Would it literally just be a guide to how to pick up uh, professional professional sex workers, or would it be more of like an autobiography, maybe even anecdotal uh, to some experiences? Like how how would you envision doing this book? That's a great question. You know what? Um, I would basically do maybe a call a bit from column A and column B is the fact that um, I would like to do it so people would know how to treat a professional worker. Because you know what? My one of my biggest pet peeves when I go to an uh, a gentleman's club and I see guys in there, they're assholes. You know what? My biggest thing, and I've told this to hundreds of guys when. A dancer comes to you, stand up when they introduce yourself. Don't sit down like a lump on a log. Stand up, show that you have some kind of balls. Um, I would like I would like to have it so that you have some etiquette to dance. Because you know what? A lot of guys think that because you're a, an escort or you're a dancer or this. That there's not. No, you guys, they have res- they need respect. And I would like to show that, and I would like to explain that in my in my uh, memoirs or my my book or my documentary, whatever they call it these days. Yeah, I would like to show what to do to show respect for everybody. See, it, it's I mean, funny. It, it's funny you say that. It's because like I'm sitting there thinking like another uh, book title is uh, putting the gentleman in gentleman's club, but uh, <laughs> but I mean yeah. like it, it's reminding me of a uh, particular instance that I went through. Uh, I was really bummed out uh, from a loss of relationship. I just really wasn't in the mood for for anything and a buddy of mine tried to cheer me up and he wanted to go to a strip club this is in colorado uh by the way for people listening um mm-hmm. so they they the people listening they know i'm from philadelphia but i was in colorado at the time uh my friend took me to the strip club i didn't even want to go like I, i'm not a frequenter of strip clubs all that much to begin with but uh like 
he's sitting there. He's he's hooting and hollering. He's tipping, and you know, like some of the girls would have uh, games where, while they're dancing, they would pull down their g-string, and you got to try to throw a dollar bill into the, in, into it like a basketball game. And so he was doing that. He was having a blast. And of course, when they're done, the girls usually come out and will walk around the bar, or whatever, to gain mm-hmm. additional tips. I remember this one particular girl, and uh, I would I would say I hate I hate to be mean about it, but she was she was probably like one of the day shift workers. Is the best is the best way to describe her. She's not she's not one of your all time like pinup model type girls. Mm-hmm. But she was friendly enough, and she came up to me, and I, I didn't stand up. I didn't know that etiquette. But uh, I was. She she noticed that I was just playing with my phone. I I wasn't I wasn't even paying attention to what she was doing or anything else. And she came up to me, asked me if I was okay, you know. And I I told her like I'm just going through a bad breakup, and I'm just I really don't want to be here, you know, type deal. I'd rather I'd rather be home brooding, you know all the deal and she says oh that's too bad i gave her a tip and i I didn't stick it in her g-string or in her bra or anything else i just handed it to her you know she offered the the g-string thing and i said no 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 here you go just just take it you know and she she walked on and after she did her circuit she came back and had a 35 minute conversation with me about video games just sat there and bullshitted with me they are still human beings you're right. You're right on that. And and believe it or not, she actually made me feel be- all more so than the quote unquote sex going on around me. She didn't offer me to take me into the back room. She didn't offer me a lap dance. She didn't offer me, you know, some of the 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 back alley things for an extra two hundred dollars. She simply just sat there and offered me a shoulder to talk to, an ear to talk to, and a shoulder to lay on. She didn't uh-huh. have to do that. She that- did. You know what, Chris, I'll tell you right now, and I, I should have said this earlier. Out of the 150 strip clubs that I've been to, I don't know. Maybe 15 to 20 dancers. Talking to the dancers, getting to know them, talking to the bartenders, talking to the uh, waitresses. That is where it's at. That you know what I get more satisfaction, and it could be just me, just like you did that time. I get more satisfaction of talking to a woman than getting my my little peepee stroked or anything else. <laughs> and you know what? You were totally right on that, and that's happened more times than not. So you know what? Thank you for talking about that. Yes, I could talk about all the times that I. Ben had satisfaction at a club, but more times than not, it's been me standing at the bar, talking to a dancer, talking to the waitress, talking to the bartender, because those women know what the deal is. You learn more life from places like that. Learn more about life. Like, uh, I've always said this before, too. Like, with people people who like to go out to clubs, like dancing clubs or really noisy bars, and I prefer the hole in the wall. I'm the type of person, I'd rather go to the, 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 the neighborhood bar and listen to the old guy tell me his life story. Because I'll learn more there. You, you say you're from Philadelphia, correct? Yes. Area? Pennsylvania? Yeah. yeah. So... 
if I may say, uh, Pennsylvania, they have a, there is a drow County, a lot of places and they have bring your own beers through the uh, strip clubs. Mm-hmm. You're aware? Yes. Uh, I, I know they have, uh, some rules. Again, I'm not a frequenter, but, uh, they mm-hmm. have, they have certain, certain gentlemen's clubs where if they have alcohol, uh, the dancers can only strip down to their yeah. G strings, their, their underwear, uh yes topless topless allowed but no bottomless uh the bottomless clubs or the full new clubs are dry or at best bring your own yeah so i used to go to uh, i don't know if you know or familiar with carlisle pennsylvania they have a huge car show there mm-hmm. my buddies and i used to go down to carlisle and and that's where my one of uh, like one of my best uh I don't know the tanner clubs was is that we had a cooler of beer because we're Canadian. Probably we had close to 110 cans of beer in our cooler. We show up to this uh, club just outside of Carlisle, and yeah, they let us. We paid ten bucks each to get in, and we're allowed to bring in our cooler of 110 beers. Right, <laughs> astonished, and I'm like, I. There was like maybe six girls in the uh, club. None of us wanted any dances, but because of the price, because we didn't have to pay for a beer, each girl got like a hundred bucks from us. <laughs> All they had to nice. do was do nothing because we didn't want nothing. We just wanted. We were happy. We were drinking our beer for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of you know for a lot of the. The areas that I've been to and a lot of the things I've done, you know, a lot of maybe a lot of your listeners are gonna say, Well, this Mr. C guy is a pervert and oh, I'm I am. I, I admit I love sex. So um, whatever I can do, I can get it. But you know what? At the same time, the biggest thing I'll respect a woman before anything. And you know, you go it brings me back to Pennsylvania. You know what? Those girls got money just for the fact that we got to drink for beer for free because <laughs> we brought our own. Well, that, that, I don't know. you guys or no? Well, we get, we got to be fair here, and I'm speaking I'm speaking to the listeners in general because I, I imagine most of our listeners are are pretty much as as I don't want to use the term open minded as we are, but you know that we're pretty much on the same wavelength for the most part. But for those that may have that concept. Get over yourself, man. Everybody's got a kink. Everybody loves sex, you know. And and part of the reason that people look at perversion, certain reflections of perversion, because again, there are certain perversions that are not okay. Uh, but what we're talking about is not one of those those aspects. People like what they like, and I think it's healthier for him to go out and, and find his satisfaction with a with a sex worker, with a dancer. Uh, with the lifestyle that he's living than going out and harming somebody in some way, shape, or form or, or forcing his sexual uh, appetites or fetishes on somebody who isn't receptive or acceptable to it. Get over yourself. If you're having that type of uh, mindset of somebody being a pervert, and I'm using quota- air quotations in this, simply because they found a lifestyle that works for them that harms no one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no, right I, I'll get off you my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Oh. Well, I think I think that 
pretty much wrapped up our show for today. We can always do a part two of this because this is pretty fun and interesting. It is. <laughs> a whole maybe new perspective talk, on things. Maybe we could talk your friend into coming on. <laughs> I'm well, joking. If you, guys need, if, you, if you want me to come on again, I'd be more than happy. But you guys, no, thank you very much for letting me speak my mind because uh, it was great. I don't know if I answered any of your questions or, or made things more difficult, but I thank you very much for listening anyways. Well, the best way to find out is uh, the uh, the listeners, uh, guys. If you if you gained anything from this, if it answers some of your questions about uh, about uh, that particular lifestyle, about escorts, about dancers, uh, about maybe uh, searching for love in that aspect for yourself, leave a comment in the in, in the comment section down below. Let us know what you guys think, or maybe tell us your stories. For sure. Or get a hold of me and maybe we'll have you as a guest on. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> and, yeah. And you can find me on Facebook as Venus on, uh, Venus Chan um, or Solar Nova, depending if I'm banned. Um, <laughs> Instagram is Venus Uncensored. Um, you can email me at venusuncensored.gmail.com. You can follow my page on Facebook, Realm of the Mist uh, presented Had to Be Said with Venus. And you will find me on the Tinfoil Hat Society as well as It Had to Be Said. And, of course, you'll find me uh, wherever Realm of the Mist can be found, of course, on YouTube. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts besides this one here. And, of course, our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop and uh, video game Let's Play needs, especially with the announcement of the coming of Chronicles of the Lost Realm Season 2. Hopefully, we'll be starting at the end of this month. So, guys, keep checking in for that. And if you prefer your podcast in audio-only format, don't worry. We got you covered. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Again, I personally want to thank uh, Mr. C for coming on. It's been a pleasure <laughs> and a blast. It's that uh, Venus wasn't lying. I, I told her before we started recording and before you came on the the, uh, the thing, I was dealing with some personal stuff that had me in kind of a mood. And she said, I've got something that'll cheer you up. And I'd be damned if she didn't have something that didn't cheer me up. <laughs> <laughs> I try to deliver. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. C. No, thank you very much for having me, Venus and Chris. You guys are wonderful, and I thank you for having me. Thank you. The pleasure was mine. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you hear that, eh? <laughs> I never do. So. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, people. Keep safe, use protection, and we'll see you next time. By the way, this will cost you 20 bucks.